Welcome to ADHD is Over, a new podcast on a seemingly old label that we're going to be peeling off. Join my wife, Tatiana, and I as we journey with our family, the Wyden family, through the land of confusing information. We're going to visit both sides and let you decide because the power is with you. Welcome to ADHD is Over. Hello, hello, and welcome back to our podcast. Today is an exciting conversation around a big contradiction, a big one, probably one of the biggest contradictions here around ADHD. So get ready, sit down, buckle up, get in, let's go. Contradiction. First of all, let's talk about it. What is a contradiction? Well, thank God we have Merriam-Webster's definition online on merriam-webster.com. That's where I check everything. You know, you know me. I love words and I love to dissect them. I love to really look into the meaning of words and not as an intellectual, not on an academic level. We can get lost there. But really, let's split the, the atoms here with common sense, right? So... What is a contradiction? I think most of us, when we hear the word, we get it. It's something opposite. It's something that, you know, you're saying one thing, but really it's something else or, you know, so, but let's read it. Number one, contradiction. Definition, Merriam-Webster. Number one, the act of saying something that is opposite or very different in meaning to something else. Cool. Number two, a difference or disagreement between two things which means that both cannot be true, right? So we have different in meaning, opposite to something else, and two things, you know, if they're different or, di or in disagreement, that both cannot be true. I think this is a fairly straightforward one. I just wanted you to hear the definitions. We don't often just look them up because we think, oh, contradiction. I know what that means. Of course I know what that means. Yeah, 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 of course, right? But I just wanted to kind of set the the precedence here, the background for this conversation of the big contradiction. So let's get into it. So my wife and I have been tirelessly working on creating the ADHD diagnosis survival guide for conscious parents, of course, you, and we are close. I would say that this will be released in about two weeks, just in time before Christmas. So you can all download it for free, take it with you wherever you're celebrating your holidays. And during these, these time, these hopefully days off for you that you're spending with your family, because we know there's always time where you're like, I could read a book. I could just sit down and do something. I can chill. I've had some food. Now I want to relax, take a nap. And so we've created a 31 page PDF. It's sort of the, the beginning of our book that we've been planning to write. It's a, it's a free giveaway, a PDF that's a survival guide for those of you who've recently had a diagnosis in your family or you've had a diagnosis in the past and you want to revisit, you know, this path you've been taking. Maybe it's not fulfilling or maybe you're about to go get a diagnosis or you know someone who had a diagnosis and is just not sitting right with them. That's where we come in with our ADHD diagnosis survival guide soon downloadable on our website. And of course, I will announce it again. So as part of our PDF, we use a quote. And this quote 
is around the ACE study, the Adverse Childhood Experiences Study of the 1990s. This was the CDC together with Kaiser Permanente deeply looking into childhood trauma and how it affects adults right in the future as children are becoming adults, how it affects them and their mental health. And before we go there, I want to read you what the experts say is the cause of ADHD. And this is where the contradiction comes in. I want to read you what the National Institute of Health, a very important agency around mental health, says what causes ADHD. This is from their website. The NIH says, finally, after years of clinical research and experience with ADHD, our knowledge about the cause or causes of ADHD remains largely speculative. I'll read it one more time. This is the National Institute of Health here in the United States, a very big authority around anything health-related, says when asked what causes ADHD on their own website. Here it comes again. Finally, after years of clinical research and experience with ADHD, our knowledge about the cause or causes of ADHD remains largely speculative. Okay? Now, also from the same website, talking about the ACE study of the 90s, by the way, a study many psychiatrists and psychologists sort of ignore, loosely acknowledge, but not really. This is again from the NIH, the National Institute of Health here in the United States, when talking about the ACE study. Children with ADHD have a higher ACE exposure compared with children without ADHD. There was a significant association between ACE score and ADHD. Now, do you hear the contradiction? One of the biggest, most important agency around health, mental health being part of that, in the United States, top agency, says when asked what's the cause, that, well, after all these years in clinical research, we're still, you know, largely speculating. Now, these are words they use on their website, that it remains largely speculative. And you know what that means? Speculation is not science. Speculation isn't even medicine, right? Speculation is speculation. It's people sitting in a room going, well, it could be this. Well, I don't know. What do you think, Jack? I don't know. Yeah, could be that. Yeah, maybe. That's speculation. But the same agency, when talking about a very important studies that was conducted in the 90s, that many experts we've interviewed cite as a reason why childhood trauma often, very often, gets misdiagnosed as ADHD, the ACE study. The same agency says on their website, children with ADHD have higher ACE exposure compared to children without ADHD. There was a significant association between ACE score and ADHD. 
I hope you're hearing this. But the contradiction is here that we cannot have our top scientists, our top agencies, our top researchers say on one hand that the cause remains largely speculative, while on the other hand saying studies like the ACE studies have a significant association between ACE score and ADHD. That is a big contradiction, isn't it, my friends? And that's just one agency. We also looked at other agencies. I don't want to get into this. This is, I think, one of the bigger ones. For example, the CDC says the causes and risk factors for ADHD are unknown. The American Psychiatric Association says scientists have not yet identified the specific causes of ADHD. So we're wasting a lot of money electing a lot of official expert scientists into these, you know, top agencies. And when it comes to the cause, they're quote unquote, not yet identified. That's the APA, CDC, quote unquote, unknown. NIH, quote unquote, remains largely speculative. These are from their websites. And those links will be in our survival guide. You can look this up. Now, again, when we asked all of them, what is ADHD? The answers were different. The APA said ADHD is one of the most common mental disorders affecting 8.4% of American children. The CDC says ADHD is one of the most common neurodevelopmental disorders of childhood. The NIH says ADHD is a neurobehavioral disorder that affects 3 to 5% of all American children. Again, top three agencies around mental health, in this case, ADHD. First of all, none of them use the same description for ADHD. One is a mental disorder, the other one is a neurodevelopmental disorder, and the third one is a neurobehavioral disorder. Not even the percentages in the case of the APA and the NIH match. One says 8.4% and the other one says 3 to 5%. So these are, again, our top experts, top agencies in this country, the United States, completely not aligned on what ADHD actually is. And if you've listened to um, a more recent episode where I had played a clip um, during a consensus hearing at the government, where pretty much this was uh, episode um, 89, Why Not to Blindly Trust Experts. It was an NIH three-day ADHD consensus panel in November of 1998. And I played a clip where one of their top experts was asked, what is it? And he pretty much, you know, like those three conflicting statements was like, uh, it's, I, it's yeah, uh, mental, uh, neurodevelopment, behavior, three, five, eight percent. I'm having a hard, I don't know. That's kind of what his statement sounded like. And you can listen to this. Like I said, check out episode 89. There's also a link in the show notes to the YouTube video. Baffling. This is in 98. The statements I just read are on their websites currently. So hint, not much has changed in regards to the confusion around what ADHD is. Now, when we go to what causes ADHD... It's as if the science is in because they've written it on their own website 
on the NIH website, the science is in. There's a significant association between the ACE score and ADHD from their website. For an agency of that magnitude to use the words significant association, while at the same time saying remains largely speculative, to me, is ignorant and certainly not top science that we give our tax dollars to in order to for them to research deeper into the causes of ADHD and other mental disorders so that our children can get men the mental health, I should say, back, or so that our children can be respected for their mental health issues, not just medicated with pills, sedated with this Band-Aid that most parents leave on there for as long as they can because it ends up being convenient for them. And I get it. I'm not ever dissing medication or it being a Band-Aid. What I have a hard time with is when we then make that a crutch, a sort of a lifelong external resource that aids a person in functioning in life. That is called dependency. I frown at that because we're better than that. We can be independent, grounded, confident, mentally healthy beings if we're given the right, in this case, to be treated like human beings, not like problems. Not to blame parents here at all. But the responsibility is with the parents to draw a line in the sand and say, wait a minute. Before I slap a label on my child, before I go back there and get medication, before I sedate my child so it can sit still at school and learn antiquated, outdated information that in five years from now will just be fun stuff to talk about at a cocktail party, if we're even going to have cocktail parties in person anymore, might be on Zoom, but I hope you catch my drift, right? If we do that, don't we owe it to our children to take a deep breath, to stop and say, let me, let me look into a few more of those websites or those agencies or those expert statements. Let me compare a few of those things and see if it actually makes sense. Well, here's the good news, parents. We did a lot of that work for you. I don't want to say for you because who are we to say, hey, we did it for you. We did it for us. Let's be, let me be uh, transparent about that. But it was so compelling there were so many contradictions, so many things that were one-sided, incomplete. I never say lies, but definitely one-sided and incomplete. That we thought parents need to know. Parents like us, who were so distraught by this diagnosis, who were so confused, we thought we didn't know our own son. Who were so cornered, pinned up against the wall with this hand holding a pill saying, this is probably the best way to go. Do it now so you can stay at the school. For parents like you who are right now facing an ADHD diagnosis or have in the past, and you trust your intuition that says, ah, I just don't think my child is the problem. I don't think there's anything wrong with his brain, her brain. I don't think it's really broken. But what else is there? What is it? Can we dig deeper? Well, we've done that, and we're sharing that with you in two weeks, dear parents. We're so freaking excited. 
It's a 31, I believe 30 or 31 page document, PDF, super interactive. There's links. You can click on stuff, takes you to podcast episodes, takes you to videos, to studies, to biographies of our experts. So you really can get a clear picture. If you were to listen to everything that we link to, um, you may spend, I don't know, 20 hours of research from this document, but it's a 20 powerful hour research trip you can take. It took us seven years and we're happy to, you know, condense it. And there's still way more. I mean, this is not everything, but we just needed to get something out. And to read this con these contradictory statements on the NIH's website was just one moment, another moment where we were like, oh my God, it's gotta get out. So it's coming, dear parents. We're excited because there's lots of contradictions out there. And the only thing that will never contradict itself is your intuition. If you allow yourself to hear it, to feel it, if you trust it, and you take action from your intuition. And how do we calibrate our intuition? Through impulsivity. And impulsivity happens to be one of the quote-unquote symptoms of ADHD. Well, many of us have been raised to suppress our impulsivity. Hence, our intuitions aren't very well calibrated. But now is the time. And we hope that this document, the ADHD Diagnosis Survival Guide, the kit, because it comes with a 30-minute supercut audio file or link to some of the best statements of our top experts, that kit, that guide is going to help you make it through that first phase or it may help someone you know, a friend, a family member, to perhaps reconsider the label and the medication. And even perhaps pause. Maybe, you know, you still want to medicate. We get it. It's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Some experts argue it's very wrong. There's studies showing that there's damaging effects in the long run on the brain and the confidence of a child, right? taken medication. But for us, it's like, look, you got to do what you got to do, but at least consider it as a band-aid. Arm yourself with more knowledge, more insights from not just the one side, the pro-label, pro-medication side, but from both sides. So you get to make an informed call from your intuition and from some of those facts. Because let's face it, none of us have 20 years to really Trust me, it, takes, it would take that long to really read all the studies. Meanwhile, there's new ones coming out every month to really talk to all the experts, to really verify all the claims, to try all the different medications, to talk to people who've taken medications for 30 years and those who've only taken it for two months. There's so much information out there. No one will ever be able to digest all of it. But digesting as much as we've collected now over seven years and having condensed it down into a, a PDF and later a book and obviously this podcast, we hope helps you to be better informed because we owe it to our children to stop and reflect and not see them as problems, but see them as having problems that lead to their behaviors. And we, the parents, have the power to help them remove those problems, those frictions, those stressors from the environment. And I guarantee you, I've seen it with our own family, that ADHD symptoms will start 
to dissolve. They will go away, as they do anyway when most children uh, get out of school. If they've done enough work, you know, if the parents have helped them enough, do enough work, if the parents themselves have done work, if they've really worked at it, those symptoms will be gone. In my opinion, my humble opinion, adults who still struggle with ADHD behavior just have not done enough work, have not been told where to look, their parents have not looked or done their own work, and so forth, so that the symptoms are still, quote-unquote, loud, but they will quiet down the more work we do. And that's something we've proven in our family. I've seen other families do it, and this will all be reflected, or at least the start of it is reflected in our survival guide. So I'm excited to share it in two weeks, maybe sooner. Stay tuned. Again, this was The Big Contradiction. Be well, and until next time.